0: So Peter, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Before we kind of like look back about the band, um, almost 30 years now, i talk about like the latest single, Summer of Hate, which I really enjoy. It's a very uh, different sounding so- you know, song from you guys, a lot heavier, a lot meaner. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. we'll talk about the video in a sec, but just talk about you know kind of the background of the song.
1: It started because I was, um, you know, like everybody during the pandemic, watching a lot of anything. Uh, And one of the things I I watched was a documentary on The Damned. Um, And just was like, I want to do a song like, you know, uh, let's see. I, I don't know. Uh, neat, neat, neat. You know, anything. Yeah. Off the, it was mainly their first record that was just like, just super exciting. Um, just a little more high energy. Uh, with cool riffs and so yeah. So I came up with the the riff that 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 started "Summer of Hate" and uh, I don't know that it sounds like the Damned or not, but that's what inspired it. Right. Okay. Uh, l- lyrically it's uh, Courtney was writing about just that summer uh, just yeah. horrible summer in Portland like 2020 right. was awful um, just the, the elections the riots the um, uh, the big fires that were going on so it was pretty
0: miserable yeah. it wasn't a good time for anybody that summer uh, no <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly it seems like it's carrying on even years later now, unfortunately,
1: yeah, it's not
0: not gone away yet. No, definitely not. But the the video you guys kind of embraced uh, AI, which is kind of all the rage now. And um, you know, let's talk about what uh, mm-hmm. what made you guys uh, kind of embrace it for the video.
1: Uh, it was honestly, it was just a like this is kind of the the cheap way of us making videos these days is shooting ourselves performing on a green screen and then incorporating some sort of background. Uh, The initial idea that we had for that video was just not I don't know. It just didn't it didn't work. So uh, somebody suggested letting AI loose on what we had shot. uh, I don't really know how that works. I'm sure there were some keywords that were entered in Hmm. and stuff but uh yeah that's what happened
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right did you guys in back and even in the heyday like making videos
1: do you find it helpful oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i i yeah, love hate relationship like most yeah. of the business side of the right. music um it was fun until it was not fun and then it was tedious yeah. right yeah <laughs> um and they were like when we were on Capital, they were maybe, oh, well, they were more fun and more tedious because they right. were bigger budget. They took yeah. days, and you know, it was nuts. Yeah, it's kind of glamorous. You get maybe yeah. pampered a little
0: bit, right? Now the yeah the budget for the videos did that come out of your like uh, like earnings and stuff like that or no?
1: I think. If I remember right, the label paid half of that and the other half came out of record sales. Yeah. Right. um, So we wasted a lot of money. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe not wasted because some of those videos got a lot of attention.
0: Now, back in the Haiti, were you guys smart enough to realize that anything
1: that the label was paying for was coming out of your pocket? Oh, God, no. I mean, maybe smarter than some bands, but we were, uh, Courtney and I were a bit older, um, I was like, what, twenty six or seven? would mm-hmm. be twenty eight, like that. When when it got signed, maybe I, I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so we weren't complete idiots, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like there's so much you just don't know. Yeah, and you know, we had management that had never managed bands before, and and. Luckily, they got us a very good lawyer, and so at least That's we true. had that on our side, yeah, and it was it was still like just just post grunge, so the labels were like throwing lots of money at advance, giving right. them artistic you know control and stuff like yeah. that, so
0: right, yeah, so how is it now for, for you guys like being on like you know indie label and stuff like that, and obviously, you guys are older, you know, a little bit wiser, I would hope,
1: uh yeah, uh I mean we've. Just the the way the business has gone. It's like we all have to do more more of it ourselves. Yeah. Um or less, right? Uh, yeah. Uh I mean I do I do a, a, a lot of the recording and and um yeah, Courtney does a bunch of business stuff. Zia does a bunch of the money stuff and we all do merch and take care right. of like just all the all the little details. Yeah. Um Yeah, I would imagine
0: you guys don't enjoy doing that. You probably just want to focus on the music, but it's kind of a necessary evil. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, the recording side's fun until it's not fun, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of tedious stuff that, yeah, people just don't know, right? Um, but whatever, it's allowed me to do my own records as well and help other help friends make records and right and remixes and I, all sorts of stuff so it's it's all
0: worth it Yeah, and you mentioned your own stuff we can talk about that real quick at peter international airport which you know you you guys you had the song on on, the, on one of the early albums as well how did that form and uh, what's the biggest difference between the two
1: It's, um, well, it's just started with a uh, an outlet for all my ideas that uh, mu- you know, musical song bits and pieces that Courtney wasn't interested in writing lyrics to. Um, and yeah, now it's now it's like I follow whatever it's whatever I want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and i've I get to work with all sorts of cool singers and other musicians like whoever whoever I want to who wants yeah. to work with me right um and it's been amazing um it's allowed me to grow uh as as an artist um uh, in ways that that just working with the dandies would not have yeah
0: is it kind of a good outlet for just for doing your own thing or i mean is, is it like yeah yeah i mean did you feel that if you hadn't done that it would have been just kind of like you would have gone crazy just to keep doing the dandies
1: uh i wouldn't have gone crazy just doing the dandies but it's like i would just wouldn't have been happy right um would have just been frustrated and probably would have been angry and taken my frustration and anger out on band members and that would right. have been good no, yeah, right. No, speaking of
0: that, I mean, you guys are closing in on a 30-year anniversary, you know, next year. How how does like the dynamic of the band after all these years? I mean, how does it still uh, function?
1: Uh, we're all pretty forgiving of uh, each other's uh, annoying habits. Right. <laughs> um, we know when somebody's just having a bad day, and as opposed to you know, just being an asshole. Yeah. So, you know, you can don't take things too seriously and and there's just a lot of leeway. And yeah. And it seems to be everybody does that and we all kind of make it work.
0: Yeah. Right. And with the the new single, Summer of Hey, is there uh, an album that's going to come in soon? There is a, a full
1: album that's been done for... God, like nine months. We're just mm-hmm. finalizing some a deal, uh, to, with an indie label to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not paying much attention to that side. Right. Um, that is not my forte. Yeah. So it, it's it's frustrating waiting for sure, but right. it seems like the timing's going to be great. It's going to be you know on our anniversary sometime around then. So
0: yeah. yeah. Right, and then obviously vinyl is making a great comeback now. It's more in the mainstream now than ever. Um, is that going to be uh, on vinyl as well?
1: Of course, everything has to be on vinyl. Of course, like multiple different like color schemes and yeah, you know it's ridiculous, but right. super fun.
0: Yeah, as long as it's not on cassette. Hopefully, that never comes back.
1: I <laughs> uh, well, you never know. It's like yeah. it seems like every once in a while cassettes pop up too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why but never never a fan of those.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Portability but MP3s yeah. are way more portable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You can have yeah. it, you know, a
0: million songs right on your phone. It's it's good and bad, you know. I still I yep, still like this for down sure. the sound vinyl oh, well, you know.
1: Yeah. It's also just the the search for music made everything you know, you were a little more invested in it and mm-hmm. you gave it a little bit more time, you know, spending three seconds looking up a song. Yeah. Take that much. Right. So absolutely. And as well as like the album
0: art and the liner notes and everything like that, it was just, it was a whole experience with, with vinyl. Sure. Yeah. yeah. G- going back, you know, uh, a couple of years, how, um, how important was, uh, signing with Capitol. I know it was kind of a rocky, you know, relationship, so to speak, but how, how important was it for you guys?
1: I think it was huge. Um, you know, we didn't really, I mean, understand what they did for us until we tried to do a record on our own. Um, and then we just realized that the big machine isn't behind us and yeah. nobody even heard, like so many people didn't even know we put a record out. So at a bare minimum they were they were good at that um it's i don't know it wouldn't it would have it would not have been smooth a smooth relationship with any label um and i don't know they they did they did pretty good with us because i mean i know there you know obviously a couple albums
0: that were different you guys you know released um Danny Warhol's are sound after the whole uh, "Welcome to the Monkey House," and I, I like both versions. I mean, I don't know if mm-hmm. uh, sure. fans like pick one or the other. I mean, they both they both you know sound different. They both sound great. Um, and I kind of know you prefer the sound version compared to the Monkey House. Right? I
1: I don't know that I don't know that I prefer either one. Um, <laughs> I, to me, it's like the once they're done, they're for. They're everybody, for everybody else, else. Yeah. they're not for me anymore. the ex- The experience of making the record was was what I get, okay. Um, and then playing the songs live, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't say I prefer one over the other, but I'm sh- I do think Capital was right in getting somebody else to you know to to remix yeah. or yeah, not remix to do an alternate mix, I guess. Okay. Um, Because some of those, I don't think uh, We Used to Be Friends would have been, had the same impact as, you know, the Monkey House sound one does, so.
0: Now, you, you mentioned that song, and obviously, everyone probably knows it from, you know, Veronica Mars and gave you guys another outlet. Was there anything that you didn't say no to, to getting a song out there?
1: I think I think the uh, the films and and advertisements and TV were very important for us uh, um, especially in the United States um, actually at the not worldwide um, but in the United States we were not getting on the radio we were right. not on MTV besides you know one song here and there um, so having the theme song to Ver- Veronica Mars was huge yeah you know it's like it's otherwise nobody would have known you know and you know there's the Vodafone advertisement in in Europe and Australia and where wherever else um uh definitely like it helped in such a huge way that song bohemian was not was our first song in the uk to not go top 40 when it came out right the first time and then the advertisement came out and parlophone re-released it and it went top five so it's just people hearing it yeah and i mean that's the hardest part about this this um this business especially now is getting getting your music heard right um so whatever way you manage to do it, it's fine get it out yeah and if you get a paycheck as well perfect yeah exactly even better right (laughs) Yeah. yeah we did we did turn down a few things um but it was mainly because we didn't like whatever product they were selling. So it was it was more of hmm. an aesthetic thing over. Uh, well, yeah.
0: What was your favorite placement of uh, Bohemia? Because it, it was pretty much everywhere.
1: I, the favorite was probably was it Flushed Away. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that yeah. Movie, yeah, that was a good one. Because all of a sudden right. we had really young kids that were into us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was pretty great.
0: So get them when they're young and impressionable. You guys, I know you guys worked uh, closely with, with David Bowie, and mm-hmm. uh, he uh, brought you on to open for his, I think, his final tour, right?
1: I uh, yeah, final European tour, right. I believe. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. What, um, like, what was that experience like, and what did you like learn from him?
1: Um, I've, um. I was very imp- impressed with sort of the, the professionalism of his band and how, um, just what they brought to the to mm-hmm. the the show every day. Um, and that's kind of when I started taking my uh, guitar playing a little more seriously.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I was very loose about things before that, and then I I really like decided I needed to to be a little bit more dedicated. And so I, that, that was a, a major effect on, on me. Just I, you know, I watched, I took the opportunity to watch every sound check of his and every every show. So um, I got to see quite a lot over that two month period. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those guys, def- their, their dedication definitely like rubbed off on me
0: because yeah, I know like obviously all his music every album is completely different and um it seems like you guys followed suit as well all your albums have a different sound
1: yeah for that I don't I don't know that that was generally uh like I don't know if we thought about that right. uh it was just something that we did um yeah. and we all grew up listening to Bowie so it's probably it, like organically we, we can credit credit it back to him for sure yeah. but it, I, I don't think it was an, an intentional thing it was just that's we just kept like going well we're not going to make the same record again we're going to keep trying things because yeah. whatever whatever was interesting to us yeah it seems like if
0: people weren't influenced by the Beatles it was Bowie it was like one yeah. of the, you know, everyone had, you know, their band slash, you know, artists, and it seemed like it was one of those two. So they were like the greatest yeah. job creators in the arts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And yeah, if if there was bands, every band that I liked was influenced by Bowie. So yeah. <laughs> it might not have been directly Bowie, but it was, but Bowie definitely, is, yeah. he was definitely there.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how um how did the band form? Um,
1: it started with me, uh, getting Courtney to just teach me some of the songs that he was writing. Um, he had, he was always the drummer in bands, um, but he was he was writing songs and um, he had a few just sort of kicking around and, yeah, I got him to teach me them and then like. I don't know, a week later, he got kicked out of the band. He was in at that point, <laughs> right and off. We went and just uh, found found people that, that were compatible. Um, uh, and it was very much, we're doing something that, uh, you know, we were trying to be, uh, I don't know, more fun and, and more, more psychedelic than what was going on at the, at that time in Portland. <laughs> You know, it's the just post grunge kind of thing. So, what, were you like a fan of grunge at that point, or no? Uh, you know, some like Nirvana was great. It's <laughs> Like some of it was great, but but overall, like no, uh, uh-uh. it was it was a bit too, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't sexy enough, right? Um, wasn't uh, it wasn't the kind of. It wasn't beautiful enough, you know. Um, all the all the music that I grew up listening to always had a had a kind of dark beauty to it. So, yeah. Like, what kind of scene, like music
0: scene, was Portland? That was that a, full, a grunge scene, like early nineties, or like what kind?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. uh but it was always a bit weirder than seattle or that was my view of it i yeah. don't know what was really going on in seattle but um right. but it was definitely like i don't know maybe a little more playful mm-hmm. there's always a bunch of characters doing weird poetry yeah, uh, right. performance art you know amidst the attempts at music right <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean that's the the club that we played at was called X ray. The first club we played at was called the X Ray Cafe. And okay. um it was like it was just a crazy group of people like just coming together, you know, and doing whatever they wanted. Right. <laughs> yeah. In in whatever that was, there was just anything went, you know. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Were you like drawing big crowds then or Oh people, god like, no. you know, we four or we started <laughs> yeah we started small yeah. um one of the things that that somehow kind of uh kicked it off for us was there was this um this lounge like proper kind of lounge that opened called the uh the 1201 um and some friends of ours got asked to play it, play at it and we they asked us to open for them and we're like okay a lounge so we're gonna play everything really slowed down and trippy right um so we did that and then at the, their last song we just kind of we like kicked it up a notch and and had this you know, i think we played uh that song rave up um just just a two chord extended jam and it turned into a dance party and right then from like that point on i think we uh, we started getting a different crowd um, and it started kicking off and i, I, I think we got signed to a, our indie deal like not long after that and yeah, yeah. it all happened pretty right. pretty quick and yeah. pretty naturally right
0: has the songwriting process process for you guys changed over the years or is it pretty much the same
1: um I, I mean, for me, it's like, it's, I don't know that it's changed. I'm just maybe getting better at it and I'm more interested in, um, slightly more complex chord structures, mm-hmm. arrangements. Um, but it's probably generally the, the same. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's such a distinct like dandies kind of sound uh, that it doesn't matter what we try, what we think we're doing different. Yeah. It kind of ends up similar, um, even though like, you know, the new the new song and the new the new record is all it's all started with riffs, you know, not not yeah. chords and, and melodies. It started with guitar riff um, and that was the new approach. They all sound like dandy songs. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're just a little harder. They've got a little a little something different, but they're still dandy songs.
0: Yeah. So. Right. Is the, is the entire album like The Damn inspired? Or was it just uh, a- no,
1: no. No. And there's all sorts of other other inspiration. Okay. Some, you know, some Zeppelin and Sabbath. And yeah. Uh, I did my best at a sort of Pantera esque okay. kind of. <laughs> guitar riff. It doesn't sound like Pandora because <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. And then another thing sounds like took a maybe a more sly in the family stone direction, even though we okay. started our riff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Really all over the place. Right. But still Yeah. Yeah. Right. Speaking of
0: all over the place, um, what inspired you guys to cover uh, Gordon Life? What's the record and girl?
1: Came, i don't think i knew that song of right was like, you should do this yeah i have no yeah. idea where that one came from right yeah. but hit, hit, his his ideas for cover songs are always like what why i don't yeah. get it
0: right <laughs> yeah yeah because you guys were on a couple uh like tribute albums you know, love and rockets yeah and uh the cure Were you where you guys? Um, all fans of uh those guys
1: uh absolutely yeah i mean that's 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 definitely where my, where I came from musically Um, love and rockets was like my favorite band. Um, uh, I would have preferred to have done a different song than that, that one. Uh, But whatever we went with that one. Right. Um, But as far as the cure that, I mean the the primary amazing song. Um, There's about 30 different songs that I would have loved to have done, but if, not more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, doing those are great. The Gang of Four one we did was amazing. Right. Um, there's a Clash one coming at some point soon. Okay, cool. Do one for that, which is another another cool one.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, we we just uh just putting the finishing touches on a, a damned cover for. Oh, cool the the B side of the Summer of Hate seven inch right or we will get out there eventually
0: yeah and then and then whatever Courtney just pulls out of his butt for you guys right <laughs> out of nowhere
1: <laughs> it, yeah it's something sometimes it's like that um, sometimes there's a discussion
0: yeah all right cool has anything like been shot down he, he brings up something you guys like now nah, we're not feeling this one
1: Yeah. Uh, no, things sometimes have just fizzled out. Right. Like there's been, um, there was, uh, there was something we were doing live for a bit. There was something he wanted, he wanted to do. He was obsessed with, and it kind of went away. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So you guys collaboratively like make the set
0: list for for your shows.
1: We let Zia do that pretty much. Okay, yeah, she's she's the. She's the DJ of the group, so right. um, she does have a good sense of how things flow, mm-hmm. um, and it's just easier that way. You know, we'll we'll definitely all ha- throw in our two cents here and there, mm-hmm. but um, but it's ninety eight percent her.
0: Okay. Yeah, what do you normally like request to get put in there?
1: Um. Uh, there's no normal. Okay. Uh it's just, just something feeling. that either something that we haven't done or 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 I'm a, I'm the one pushing for for new stuff. I get I get frustrated staying doing the same thing over and over again. Right. Um uh maybe a little quicker than everybody else.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. So when you guys release an album, uh how long after it's released can you go back and like like listen to it? If, if,
1: um at all, I when it comes out, I like I've already stopped listening to the current one. Like, okay, I, I don't, I won't listen. To, I probably won't listen to it on purpose for. Right. Um, I don't know. Probably for a few years. Wow. Well, okay. I mean, it's it's unavoidable. Yeah. It's always there, so it's like things will pop up, and then there's like, oh, I have to learn how to play something, so I have to listen to it. But that that's different than. Just listening to it purely oh. for enjoyment. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know like Bowie came to like Portland, right? And hung out with you guys a few times? Uh
1: he well, he was, you know, he was on tour and, right uh he's he stopped by our studio. Um and yeah, and and his whole I think he didn't come to that dinner, but but his band did.
0: I know you guys were in play a lot on the radio, but do you remember where you were the first time you did hear you guys on that radio?
1: Uh n- no i don't <laughs> but yeah. it was probably it was probably portland probably just driving around yeah. maybe i don't know they didn't no probably not they didn't play us really it took years before they played us right um i know like the first stations were like in missouri and minneapolis i think that that were the some of the first
0: yeah yeah it,
1: it's funny what you- it's you know pick up
0: certain songs, but uh, everyone check out the summer of hate, fantastic single. We'll look forward to the album and then celebrate the 30th anniversary next year. And Peter, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely, thank you.
0: And a special thanks to Pete for joining me today. Can't wait for that new album to come out. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at PeteDX11. The band's at the Dandy Warhols, dandywarhols.com. If you have a guest session, you can hit me up on Twitter at the first all one 19 Or like the page, for like my youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had, over 300 of them. And if you find one you like, please rate and review the show. If you don't have iTunes, not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, basically, wherever you can find a podcast. A new episode comes out soon. Happy holidays, everybody.